we're with the Mario Brothers and plumbing's a game. We're not like the others who get all the fame. If your sink is in trouble, you can call us on the double. We're faster than the others, you'll be hooked on the brothers. Welcome to It's Mostly About Video Games, a podcast that's mostly about video games. My name is Connor, and I'm joined, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Logan. Logan, how you doing, big boy? I'm doing fantastic, you, you lad. <laughs> that was not expected. <laughs> well, today... As the name implies, you know, our podcast is mostly about video games, and we figured, why not do a uh, a blend of a TV show and a video game for our first episode? Yeah. And we picked one of the most sophisticated... Oh, God. <laughs> only only uh, people with a high IQ and uh, refined tastes can enjoy this. The Legend of Zelda TV show. Yes, yes. It does exist. It's it's not this this is coming live, people. This is true. <laughs> this show is one of the strangest and most bizarre. We'll we'll get into it, but it's it's unbelievable to me that it exists and then that Nintendo allowed it to exist in the form that it does. So I figured we'd start off with a brief summary of just what the setting of the show is and what it's about. And then we'd go episode by episode and just share a, a quick notes, briefly describe what happens in the episode. And me and Logan will sort of discuss the highlights, talking <laughs> points. <laughs> yes, the, the talking point was when it ended every episode. That's my talking point. <laughs> so the, the synopsis, this show, like most Legend of Zelda games, takes place in the Kingdom of Hyrule. However, unlike the real Legend of Zelda games, there's only two pieces of the Triforce. Because that makes sense. <laughs> you still call it the Triforce. Because <laughs> reasons. Math. There's only the Triforce of Power, which Ganon has with him in his evil underground lair. And Link and Zelda and the King have the Triforce of Wisdom with them in their castle. If anyone is able to simultaneously possess both Triforces, they will have the power to rule the land forever. Ah! Mo most of the episodes follow the same basic premise. Ganon formulates some scheme in an attempt to steal the Triforce, and our heroes have to stop him. How would you describe this show? It's like a, a Creature of the Week style show. There's no overarching plot. None of the episodes are connected. Mm -mm. Well, they are connected. They have friendship. I don't know if I would call it that. <laughs> <laughs> no, they have per they have perverted lust, and we'll, we'll get into that. <laughs> let's just take a let's take a moment to to talk about that fact that this show is not a standalone TV show. It's actually a subsidiary of the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Every episode of the Legend of Zelda cartoon starts with an intro and outro to the the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. So, before we talk about that, what did you think of the that Logan? So, I thought that was terrifying to see. 
And every time I watched one of these episodes, I got to see little snippets of the live action Mario show theme song that they came up with. Like the dance is probably the best dance I've ever seen. Like you can't deny that the dance is solid. It's so good. At the end of every episode, there's this fat like guy and he it's supposed <laughs> to be Mario, but it's it's a terrible looking Mario. He looks he does he doesn't is bad. It's just bad. And he's he's trying to get the kids involved and he's like, Alright, do the Mario. Do the Mario <laughs> <laughs> The cheesiest dance. There's only like two moves. Like he, he says swing your arms from side to side. From side to side <laughs> And then he's like, take a step, and then again, and like that's it. That is the that is the extent of doing the Mario. You're doing the Mario, bro. How did you do the Mario, uh, Logan? At the end of every episode, I did it in my heart. I did it in my heart, Connor. You didn't do the Mario. You're not a you're not a real fan. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> I can I can say yes. I am not a real fan. I'm a fake fan. It's the classic Mario song, but they added a bunch of lyrics. You'll be hooked on the brothers. Yep. I was hooked on the brothers. I was before it, and now I'm double hooked. So, episode one uh, is called The Ringer. The The essential plot of this episode is that Zelda is hosting an amateur wizards competition at the castle, and Ganon pretends to be an amateur wizard so he can sneak in and steal the Triforce. He does actually manage to get the Triforce, but Link is able to stop him before he can take it back to his lair and unite it with the Triforce of Power. In the beginning, because I was hopeful, I had the the adventurer's gleam in my eye. I was thought, oh, this is great. My child, one of my childhood games. Now I can see people act. I heard the music. Oh, that music. It's classic, nostalgic. I loved it. And then I saw Link and I was like, yo, why is he a brunette? <laughs> What happened, buddy? Did you get into some like hair dye? Link's not blonde. Why isn't he did blonde? You know? He's supposed to be a. Oh, go ahead. What? Uh, did you? Well, he's supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. I'll go. Um, did you know that in a link to the past, uh, Link's hair is actually pink? Uh, I did not know that. I did not know that. That's really weird. Because he's supposed to be golden elf boy. Like, that's his whole trope. He's the young, adventurous, golden elf boy. Um, but instead, we get this, like, brunette, perverted old man and a young elf boy's body. Because immediately, <laughs> the perversion just oozes out of Link. Like, within seconds of the, the first couple scenes of the show. So, yeah, that was nice to see. My favorite fact about this show is that this is actually the first real portrayal of any of Link's personality. This is his original personality because this show came out shortly after Zelda 2 came out, and neither of those games have any dialogue uh, with Link speaking, and so this is the first, the very first personality that was ever given to Link. So we get a perverted old man lad boy. They, they had nothing to work with they could have come up with anything. They could have come up with anything. They weren't beholden to any prior, uh, you know, portrayals of Link. They could have done him however they wanted. And they just, they made him the skeeviest, <laughs> slimiest character. Possible. Uh, it's, it's terrible. Oh, I love it. Um, 
I did appreciate though when he was fighting the mob goblins or moblins, whatever they are. Um, he was using a pillow as a shield because you know physics. That's great. I'd I'd love to use a pillow as a shield when I'm fighting goblins, but you know, thought that was neat. And that's all I got from that episode. That's, that's quite, all you got. That's all I got from that episode because I was just so shocked at the character development of Link that I couldn't focus. It's so funny. So. For anyone listening, this show is truly awful. It's truly a terrible, terrible show, and I highly recommend that you all watch the first episode at least, because it's so funny. It's it's kind of like watching The Office, where the, the situations are so bad, like Link is so awkward and weird, and it's just uncomfortable. But Michael Scott's hilarious. Michael Scott is hilarious, though. So is Link. You don't think Link's funny? I don't know, dude. I think he's so funny. I don't know. In a in a in a way that you know he's he's a terrible person, but that's like that's why it's funny. I don't know. I guess is where we differ, man. Because this 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 took this took me. So the reason why this didn't come out sooner was because that we were waiting on me to finish the series, and it was hard. Like, this was my Everest. I had to push every episode was like an eternity for me. And I was just like, dear (laughs) God, let it end. (laughs) Oh, man. After episode one, I knew like, oh, I've got 12 more of these to do. (laughs) How I can't believe. Did you enjoy the show at all? Did you have any enjoyment? No. Oh, my goodness. No, I really didn't. It, it, It was just, it was bad. That's crazy to me. Because I, I enjoyed this show immensely. I I had a great time watching it because it's so, because of what you're saying, because it's so bad, I just thought that was hilarious. And I totally get that it's so bad, it, it's good rule. Like, a lot of shows are like that. I get it. But it just didn't hit for me. Not on this one. He just ruined ruined it for me. Zelda actually fights a lot in this show, which was surprising because this is like, Zelda didn't have a uh, an active role really as a as a combatant until ocarina of time with mm-hmm. uh with Sheik. with Sheik. that and and it's very since this is the time of tropes that this show was made you'd expect the you know dainty frail princess to always be saved by the perverted leering hero lad <laughs> uh but she actually did a ton of fighting zelda is portrayed in this show as being far more competent than link is as far as thinking and ability and link link is is basically he's the strongest fighter in the land and that's kind of his only good quality strength he's <laughs> yeah lazy. That's, that's where it ends <laughs> he's late there's a an episode two um i don't really have much else for episode one let's just move on yeah other than at a one point zelda has a plan to like basically use a catapult they use like a tree as a catapult to to launch themselves towards Ganon so they can get to him fast. And Link says, my kind of girl, completely crazy. And it's, uh, yeah. it's so stupid. His mouth wasn't animated when he said it. Like the animation in this show is really bad. There's a couple. Oh, yes. There's a couple. Uh, I'll bring it up because I took I tried to take note of every time I noticed. But there's a lot of times where I'm watching the episodes and like the the animation just falls flat. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. The the worst one for me was at the end when we get to that episode. I'll bring it up, but I totally know what you're talking about. 
Um, did, have you ever done that with potatoes, though? You ever launch a potato with a tree? What? No. Well, I guess no, because I guess where you're born, the trees aren't aren't a plenty. So where I'm from, um, trees are a plenty, and you get all kinds of trees. So a lot of times, you still have the saplings. They're still not quite mature, but they're sturdy. So they're very they're very flexible. So what we do is we you could bend them like really far, almost touching to the ground, and they'll still go back up. So, so we'd get we'd get potatoes and stab it at the end of the tree and then just launch it at each other like like we're having these trebuchet battles with each other and we're just launching potatoes. Well dude, when you're in the country, you do what you can to have fun. Like you have to find things. You make your own adventure. I've never heard of this archaic ritual. Well, you're not from the country, man. That's why. Oh, it was a lot of fun. I do have Okay, I actually I'm looking through my notes and there's a couple other things that I want to mention. I think that the first episode it does exactly what a first episode should do with this kind of show. And I mean that both realistically and sort of ironically, because for from my seat, I'm watching this show for like the I like Ganon, like Ganon's sort of like a goofball in this show. And like, I love just just how how bad the writing is. And in, a, in this kind of show where everything's creature of the week episodes are disconnected you want your first episode to introduce like every every trope that that's going to happen and this pilot episode is probably the best episode out of all 13 to sum up like a, as a summarization of what you're going to encounter yeah that's true you you see you may not see every single last like kind of creature or detail but you get you understand the whole show in episode one like you know this is this is good as it gets people it's not getting any better. It can get worse. It can definitely get worse, but it's not getting better. It's so bad. <laughs> it it can it can get much. I actually think episode one is one of the funniest episodes. I think if you're only going to watch one episode, watch episode one. It's really really funny. At least for me. Apparently Logan Logan didn't like it. Mm mm mm. But I mean, and at the same time too, you know, once you see things, you kind of get used to it. Like. And that's what happens to shows all the time. The first time you watch a show is always the best experience because it's new. So after episode one, the newness wears off quick. And I mean very fast. <laughs> but you like Advent Children. That movie's terrible. I do. I do. But see, for me, for me, because it's Final Fantasy and I'm the biggest Final Fantasy fanboy ever. And it's about Sephiroth. Like, I'm the biggest. Dude, Sephiroth doesn't even appear until the last, like, ten big, minutes. Biggest sephiroth fanboy ever made right here and it's all nostalgic i know the show's writing is bad like some of the things that they say dilly dally shilly sh like this isn't about final fantasy though we gotta move on yeah, well, we, we can't but but it just is bizarre to me that you will give that movie a pass and i love advent children too but i like in a similar way to the fact that i enjoy this show like i enjoy them both because of how absolutely awful they are and I think it's hilarious. I was laughing so hard through Advent Children the first time I saw it. Yeah, it's it's well, and the first time I saw it, I was about oh, I don't know, ten, nine, eleven, maybe. Um, so and at that age, like it was awesome. Like it wasn't just because there wasn't that many things to watch at that quality um, of cinema yet. But it's a full cinematic movie about Final Fantasy, and I grew up playing Final Fantasy. So when I when I first saw it, it was the coolest thing ever. And then I got older and realized, whoa, this is kind of bad. 
but I still loved it. Okay. Have you seen the Mario Brothers movie? No. No, I have not. I I I am curious because I that movie is also terrible. Oh, I've heard. And uh, I've heard. But I enjoyed it immensely, so I wonder if you'll if if and when we get to that, if you're going to have similar feelings about it as you do the Legend of Zelda cartoon. I don't I don't know because I like Mario more than I like Zelda, so I might I might like. But the, there, nothing about the Zelda cartoon has is anything remotely similar to to the Legend of Zelda, and just like with the Mario movie, nothing about that movie has any correlation to Mario. It's it's completely devoid. Of Mario, uh, like I guess. Anyway, we're right. We got it. We got like twelve more of these puppies to go through. Let's move on to number two. So, episode two and the valiant progression of our characters' personality, the hero's journey that we see many, many, many shows go through with our protagonist. The hero cleans again, a valiant quest, but he finishes his quest by faking being sick because why not? So all of a sudden, Link gets sick, um, so he doesn't have to clean anymore. Ganon's trying to be sneaky, sneaky with the uh, Triforce. Um, I did wonder when I saw him kind of do his thing, why he's got to scree so loud whenever he's like, Ree! the Triforce is mine!" Like <laughs> every single time. And I know it's Ganon's it's the so show. Funny. Yeah. Uh, in this episode, uh, basically, it starts off with Zelda telling Link to clean the castle because Zelda's a hard worker and Link's not. And so Link, yeah, fakes being sick. And another first for the Zelda cartoon, people like, you know, they think of Link's first companion. A lot of people are like, ah, you know, Navi is like his first fairy companion. It's actually Sprite from the Legend of Zelda cartoon is a, is a fairy that sort of like is, uh, who lives in the castle with Link and Zelda. She's just there. In this episode, Ganon basically shoots Sprite with like cocaine powers because she starts bouncing off the walls and uh, and ruining everything. <laughs> cocaine powers. It, there, there's not there's not a lot to these episodes, people. There's not a lot in the second episode. I don't think there's much to talk about for the second one. It's pretty standard. The only thing I remember uh, that I put down when I saw it, and I noticed doing it quite a bit for the show is you keep seeing them going to Ganon's lair and the Triforce of Power is right there and they can grab it. But Link, usually usually he's like, ah, gotta go. <laughs> I'm like, dude, what? <laughs> uh, there's a lot of episodes where for some reason our heroes have to go to Ganon's lair and they are within arm's reach. They make it all the way to the core of his lair and the Triforce of Power is just sitting there. And then every single time, Link comes up with some excuse about why they can't get the Triforce of Power. And it's the stupidest, most frustrating thing ever. Because they could just they could just grab it. It's right there. They could end this war forever, but but no. The the fact that no one has won the war yet is shocking because both sides are so completely incompetent. Yeah. They're completely incompetent, which we'll get which we'll get into later in the uh, in the episodes. Well, maybe that's why, because their incompetence they balance each other out. Maybe that maybe that's the third Triforce. It's the tri the third piece is a Triforce of incompetence. That's what it is, <laughs> and it's been distributed evenly. It's been distributed evenly one point one point five to each side. Episode three. This one, yeah, this one got me a little bit. I was a little bit into this one. 
I, I'm I'm glad to hear that because I like this one. I thought this one was funny too. So the the episode starts where Link and Zelda are like in a town. And there's actually like an interesting bit of world building that's like kind of legitimately like interesting where they talk about how Hyrule is full of like people that can use magic. Like that's what makes it special as opposed to other kingdoms because they're there and like a random shopkeeper is using using magic and that's in their everyday life. Yeah. In their everyday life. And I thought that was interesting. They should explore that in the games. That was like one thing that I thought the show legitimately did. Kind of that one line was kind of interesting to me. And you see it later too, um, towards the end with the inventor or a maintenance guy, I guess. He's he's trying to like animate that, that robot to clean, but we'll get into it. So in this episode, this town gets attacked and Link takes out all these monsters. And then the last monster he takes out. Oh, by the way, just like in the original Zelda, uh, Link can fire lasers with his sword. And so his sword is, for all intents and purposes, a gun in this show. He has he never stabs a single thing. He, he shoots lasers out of his sword in every fight, probably so that they could keep the violence down, which is strange to me that they're like, oh man, we gotta tone down the violence. But you know what? You know what, Link... Link can be Link's personality. That can be pretty adult, but but the violence we can't we can't have that. Yeah, yeah, we can't have that. But we can have per- pervertedness definitely. And it, he's shooting people. He's not shooting them. He's zapping them because that's what they say. Zap. They do say it's very all of the fighting in this in this show is very like toned down, sterilized. Um, so he just shoots. He zaps this last monster and it drops a rupee which in this show they mistakenly call rubies for some reason and link goes to pick it up and then some jack wagon on a horse comes by and straight up just picks up the rupee yoink and he's like he just takes it and link's like yo what what gives and it's this guy and he's like this super generic white knight prince charming yeah he's got yeah. long blonde hair his entire outfit is completely like white and regal and zelda's completely into him so they all go back to the castle and link's super jealous and i have no idea what what's happening here but for some reason link decides to put on this crazy costume to impress zelda do you remember this mm-hmm. I it's do. the dumbest looking costume he looks like a court jester, but like a very flamboyant court jester with like feathers. It's so it's it's the worst costume I've ever seen. It's ugly. Well, and I, I like uh, before they get to the castle. I love how like so one of the impetus behind their conflicts is always Ganon uh, scheming. Right, he's like always trying to do tricksy tricksy things. So. In that lifestyle, they should always be ready for a trap or something like that from Ganon. And this random dude rolls up. A, he steals, like Connor said. Steals from Link after he does all the hard work. And then Zelda just hops into his car like, like, oh, yeah, okay, I'll go into with you. Into his car? Into his car. That's what I'm calling it's it. It's a horse. He's all on his own. It's I know, horse. I know. But it's it's it, he's a prince, right? So he should have like a guard or an entourage or something like that. But she's just like, okay, I'll go with you. And like he could have just been like, okay, let's go to Ganon now, and then she would have been like kidnapped. But it's that's true. He could have been. He could have been a a trap. Anything. A mercenary. Who knows? That would have been. That. Would, <laughs> I think you're 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 thinking too much. I know. That's my problem. Is is that would make sense? But and if if you didn't have clue enough that this guy sucked, 
as a human being. His name is actually Facade. <laughs> so so Link, when Link walks in, it's like they're they're all having dinner or like it's after dinner and they're all like sitting in in this room talking to each other and Facade's like bragging about his past accomplishments. And then Link walks in with this insane outfit and he says this line. He says, Telling lies, eh? Mind if I join you? Which is <laughs> like what? But he he trips and falls, and everyone laughs at Link, like really loudly, like completely, like belly laughs for I timed it. I I timed it for fifteen seconds. It's fifteen seconds of just laughing, and it just like zooms in on everyone's faces, and it cuts to it's so awkward. I'm like, <laughs> what the heck is happening here? Oh. Poor guy. Poor guy. So yeah, episode three, and it turns out facade is a facade because he's a total wuss later. And what he doesn't like getting dirty, that's his thing, right? So he was like, oh, dirty, uh. Yeah, so Ganon Ganon decides to kidnap Zelda, and then there's like the the monster that kidnaps her takes her through a swamp and there's just mud and facades like stands on the edge of the swamp looking at the mud and he's like, Oh uh, <laughs> I'm afraid not. And then <laughs> he's just standing there. So Link, Link, uh, Link goes and saves her. And then after after they save her, Zelda just like shoves him into yeah. the swamp, and then the episode like a, ends like a boss, him, like boss sauce. Okay, episode four. This is another one of my favorite episodes where Link turns into a frog. Yeah, that was really weird. No, I'm not gonna lie, that was so weird, <laughs> so weird. It's it's so this episode I thought it was funny because uh, basically Ganon's minions stage a, a mock like attack on an innocent person where there's like this this innocent girl like being attacked but it's actually one of Ganon's minions in disguise and then as she's being attacked she's like ah this hideous monster and the monster gets like he's like hey. You you didn't have to go that far. He takes offense at the fact that like he she he's like because he's in on the script. I thought that was funny. But after Blake saves him, they turn him into a frog somehow. And I guess for some reason this makes Link completely incompetent. Well, he's not like a tiny frog. He's like a humanoid frog. He's basically a person, but a frog. But he's a fr- and for some reason, like he just he's no longer able to do anything, even though his body structure is exactly the same. No, nope, he's just a he he's just a tarred frog now. <laughs> um, yeah, his hands were really weird. I remember seeing that, and also like one of the dialogues he had with Sprite because he's like trying to cover himself, cover his face, um, and he's like, "Ah, Sprite, don't look at me." And then as soon as he says that, he goes, "Sprite, don't look at me." prepare yourself for a shock and he immediately shows himself i'm like wait what <laughs> like, don't look at me be prepared <laughs> i was dude, like all right dude. I, mm. so oh go ahead i think it's uh, throughout the episode it's really funny well that because link keeps eating flies yeah throughout uh, the episode because uh, he's a frog and sprite is super afraid that he's, <laughs> he's gonna, gonna eat her <laughs> Oh man, it wouldn't wouldn't surprise me. So when they go to get the cure for him, we meet we meet my favorite character in the whole show. And this is a character that I will hold dear to my heart and I will actually, you know, think about after we're done with this episode. 
is the Wall Witch. One of the best supporting characters I've seen. It that scene was just so it was just so much. And I was just like, I love this character. I don't know why, but I do. She's just there's just like a random wall. Yep. (laughs) Yep. There's just a wall wall. because the the Triforce the Triforce talks. So they go to the Triforce and ask, like, what can I do to get this curse off me? And they're like, go, the Triforce is like, go, you know, do this thing with some riddle. It speaks in riddles. And they find this wall that's next to a tree. <laughs> and they're like, ah, this must be the place. This is it. The wall <laughs> with the tree. And there's like, oh, the, the a person comes out of the wall, but she's still like part of the she's wall. Still like, wall. She's still wall. She's made out of wall. <laughs> And it's like a ceramic looking wall and and she's just like you need you need to find like royalty like uh you need to have a princess kiss you and so he's like ah Zelda and then like 10 minutes pass you know Link goes to Ganon's lair to rescue Zelda and he's like Zelda you're the only one who can help me and then Sprite ends up kissing him then and turns him back into a human and I'm like why didn't you just do this back then you because, were there because the wall witch has spoken. <laughs> you were there next. Sprite was there next to the witch, and I she know. knew she was a princess because Sprite's apparently uh, in yeah. this episode revealed to be the princess of the fairies. Yep, like you literally could have helped him then, and you were just like, eh. eh. But, and she she's into him, so it all all the points made sense. But dude, the wall witch, I just if we already said watch episode one but if you want to go a little further watch this episode just for the wall witch i yes this if if you have to skip two and three that's fine we'll 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 come up with a curated list of the must see episodes once we finish finish our episode so episode five this was probably my least favorite episode in the whole show because there's kind of just nothing that happens although the at the beginning I I'm basically only going to talk about the beginning and we can just skip the rest because there's not a whole lot that happens here. But the way it starts off is that Link and the King are on a balcony after dinner. They're like getting some fresh air and on their balcony they can like overlook and they can see into Zelda's room in a neighboring tower, which seems like really terrible design, but but you can and like the king is like, you know, uh watching link and links like grab some rope to try and swing into zelda's room <laughs> like and the king's like what you doing link and links like oh you know stuff i was just gonna i was just gonna swing into your daughter's room and try and, and the link get a feel the link the the king the king is like ah well then you should bring flowers. Like the <laughs> king is totally into it and it's so bizarre. <laughs> I mean, if you think think about it from his point of view. He's the king of Hyrule. His daughter's got to marry someone. Why not marry the strongest man in the land that can defend the kingdom? Why not? Give I him a little guess. nudge. Give him a little uh, nudge. I he, he oh, well he literally gives him a little nudge cuz the king like grabs a bundle of flowers and gives it to Link. Yep. And then he just shoves Link off the balcony. He straight up pushes him. Go get him, Tiger. And, and then Link, Link's like flying on this rope and lands. He he swings into Zelda's room and there's like a coffee table next to Zelda. She's like lying on a couch reading a book. And he swings into her room Indiana Jones style. 
and lands on her coffee table, and it, it like it just crumbles under his weight. The coffee table is completely destroyed, and Zelda's reaction is to just see the flowers in his hand, and she's like, "Oh, flowers! How sweet of you!" I'm like, "What do you mean? He swung <laughs> in through your window. He destroyed your furniture." But you know what? This is this is normal in a day in the life of, of the Kingdom of Hyrule. So. Yeah, so that's that's per- I mean more happens in the episode, but there's just there's not a whole lot that that's really notable. In episode 6, now, I don't know if you noticed this. Maybe it's me cuz I'm colorblind. But was it the Triforce blue right of wisdom? Isn't it yes, blue it and then it changed blue. color to green? Yes. Is that I was okay? Say the same thing. I was Dude, like, the wait, straight up changes colors <laughs> like, halfway through the show for no reason. Because I'm colorblind, so I thought, okay, maybe it's me. Like maybe I'm I'm playing a trick on myself. But I could have swore that was blue, and now it's green. <laughs> I like how how does someone like they're editing and and it's already blue for five episodes. Like you have the template there, and they have to go out of their way to change it to green. And I'm like, what happened? Like, who did that? Who did this? <laughs> oh, man. So I just remember things were getting hot between them. I don't remember why, but like, like I think they're on a picnic or something. It started heating up. Like, oh, Link, is he finally get his kiss? Because that's kind of the running joke on the whole show. He tries to get a kiss. It doesn't happen. And then all of a sudden, says, like, well, excuse me, yeah, ex- princess, excuse every time me. she rejects him. And then uh, uh, all of a sudden, the spiders, like, I called them the spiders from hell because I thought to myself, if those things were real, like, holy crap, they would be terrifying. They're huge. Like, giant spiders come to, well, they're not, like, massive, but they're, like, they're, they're like pretty big. They're pretty I big. Mean, yeah, but they're not, they're not, like, stories high. But no, 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 no. They're, like, a, a small dog. And they have, like, these claws and really big teeth. And, like, they have this, like, crazy sticky web that just hit you with once. And then they, like, slowly pull you to your death. I was just thinking that would be god-awful if they were real. Oh, dude. This this scene was kind of dark, like, it, in implication. Yeah. Because this is the only scene, I think, in the whole show. Well, I guess maybe there's one other one where the king, like, looks like he might fall. But this is definitely the most... Uh, of all the scenes where you're like oh man this someone could actually like die in like a really gruesome yeah. way that's what i was thinking that's exactly what i was thinking when i saw this like oh th- this is the only time i felt it just got real yeah these spiders from gehenna well it's not just the spiders but like they'd start dragging zelda underground because ganon basically has these like these entrances to his underground lair that raise and so like, they're just on flat land, and then all of a sudden part of the ground lifts up and there's a door. And so they, they start dragging her in to the point where her head is inside of the doorway, but the rest of her body's on regular ground. And then Link destroys the spiders, and the the doorway starts to close, and if it kept... Decapitated. She literally would have just been decapitated by the, by the like, closing <laughs> elevator and if if uh if Link didn't get to her in time. I was like, what the heck? That was, That's what I was thinking, that too. Was dark. Kind of dark. So uh, I remember then, then you know, fa- fa- fast forward to Ganon's lair, and it's always him getting mad at his minions because they failed again. Um, and I remember his. So this is my favorite minion of Ganon's. This like wolf dude, like wolf humanoid guy. I just I don't know why, but I loved that. He's just like, sorry, Ganon. Like, he's just like this weird like oof of a guy. But I was like, man, I like that wolf. He seems like a nice fella. 
No, I agree. He's actually, he's probably my favorite too. He's a reoccurring minion uh, throughout the show. He's really funny. Yeah, I like him a lot. So I thought, uh, going through this, I thought Ganon is definitely overpowered. He manages to take down the entire castle. Um, With what? With his power. What did he use? It was the magnet, right? It was the super magnet? He has a giant magnet. Yeah, (laughs) a super magnet. (laughs) That he uses to bring the castle underground. Is the castle even made out of metal? It's it's like bricks. So he brings it down, and then when it doesn't work, um, he's he's trying to look for uh, the Triforce, and he's going through one of the rooms, and there's all the chairs in the fireplace. And I love how he's just like he's like walking up to the chairs, and he's like pushing them over, like ah, I'm so mad, ah. <laughs> like what? Prior to this moment, Link and Zelda were getting sick of Ganon's shenanigans and so they went and grabbed the triforce of wisdom to take with them because they're like we're just going to go to ganon's lair and fight him and we're going to use the triforce of wisdom and then ganon brings the castle down and the triforce isn't there because lincoln zelda took it and so he's yeah he's just like like knocking over furniture like for no like there a couple of them are in the middle of the room like you don't have to move anything to get to them you can walk around him to get to the corners of the room and he's just like shove stupid chair shove (laughs) Did you notice how they were carrying the Triforce? Do you remember? Oh, I did, and I meant to make a note of it, but how was it? It was really weird. They hold it like a balloon. Yes. There's like a string that they attach to the Triforce, and it floats. It's full of helium. The Zelda's like walking around. Like you would just imagine, imagine like someone walking with a balloon in their hand, and they're holding the, the string. And the, the Triforce is just like this upside down triangle, and it's just floating. And there's actually a scene, here's another animation error, where, where Zelda's holding the Triforce, and they're trying to figure out how to get into Ganon's lair, and then Link is like, let me show you how it's done, and he he gets it open. And then it cuts to them walking into Ganon's lair, and Zelda's not holding the Triforce anymore. I noticed that. I did notice that. That was, you know, what can you say? The I think the stakes were so high that the editors just got nervous, and they forgot. And I totally get it, because the stakes were too high. So, fast forward to episode 7. Um, Link is pulling some stuff in his sleep. He's, you know, Mr. Sleazy's trying to get to Zelda, but he starts shooting arrows in his sleep to get there. And I was just like, oh, cool. So Link now just sleepwalks and murders people while he's sleeping. <laughs> Great. And then, and this confirmed, yes, the Triforce is now green. Uh, I, I waited till the second time I saw it to make sure it was solid fact. Well, you gotta clarify, Link's not murdering people in his sleep. He could be. He ties a rope to this, to this arrow while he's sleeping and he fires the arrow into Zelda's like into Zelda's room or next to it he ties the tightrope off on one end and so he like tightropes across between like this balcony and her room and then she pours water on him and he's he's like hanging on to this this rope now and she's like what the heck are you doing and he's like i was sleepwalking yeah but hey sleep murdering if if it if it hit it hit the target he's sleep murdering when they were go- when they were going through this episode, it occurred to me that one of the most amazing abilities I've ever seen for storage, you know, for keeping everything organized, is their ability to super shrink everything into like little baby sized things that fit in the palm of your hand. Weapons, rope, it doesn't matter. They can make it tiny, fit fit it in your pocket, pull it out, and supersize it. And I thought that would be so cool. Yes, that's just a completely unexplained aspect of the show. Like everything yeah, they carry, they just do it. Everything they carry, like Link, like they've got all these like equipment and like bows and arrows and boomerangs, and they just turn it super tiny. 
and they put it in their pocket and when they pull it out like that you get this like giant crossbow and i was like is that is that the show's way of like explaining video game inventory or something it makes sense and it's got like the little video game sound effect from the original Legend of Zelda. They play the sound effect whenever whenever anyone like does anything. So this episode I like. This is another good episode in my opinion. Um, Ganon basically kidnaps Zelda and creates an evil doppelganger of Zelda who's got this like all black sort of like she's like Edgelord Zelda. Evil Zelda black. And so Link, Link figures it out. Well, Evil Zelda's first, like, hey, Link, let's, uh, let's go. Let's go fight Ganon. And Link's like, uh, okay. And on their way, they bring the Triforce of Wisdom, because Evil Zelda's just trying to get the Triforce of Wisdom into Ganon's lair. And on their way there, Link notices that it's, that she's Evil Zelda, like, immediately. Like, in the first couple minutes of the episode, he figures out that it's, it's like, a, a evil doppelganger. And yeah, then he doesn't yeah, do anything out. about it. The whole episode. No, because he wants them to be baited for baiting. Okay. <laughs> well, and he notices she doesn't have a reflection, too. They pass by something, and he's like, hmm, she doesn't have a reflection. And I think because his plan was, oh, they'll lead me to the real Zelda. And it's like, yeah, but you're going to be in the middle of the enemy stronghold. Like, all right, buddy. They find, like, they, they make it into Ganon's lair, and there's two errors. One of the continuity errors is that for some reason they don't. The Triforce doesn't float anymore. They Link's like lugging it around, and he's like, "It's so heavy." Well, when it when it changed color, it lost its floaty power. Oh no! Actually, it's not a continuity error because he asks Doppelganger Zelda, "Why don't you just make it float?" And she's like, "Cause I don't feel like it. That's why." Mm, so 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 Zelda was doing it before. I guess Zelda was making it float before. Anyways, they finally Link finally makes it to real Zelda and rescues her. And they jump off this, like, tower. And then when they land, like, Zelda's all flustered and caught off guard because she wasn't prepared for this, like, big jump they just did. She's like, Link, don't you ever do that again? But it's, when they show Zelda yelling at Link, it's actually evil Zelda. Like, they, they animated evil Zelda in that scene when it's supposed to be the real Zelda. They 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 definitely don't hold punches with these animation errors. They make sure they make sure we know. Maybe it's a mini game. Maybe if you find all of them and you write a letter to whoever made this show, you get a prize. You have quite the imagination. Do you have anything else to say about episode seven? I don't. I don't. Because that was pretty. That was pretty much it for me. Okay, feel free to take us into episode eight. So all I remember in this one is that he was whistling the Mario theme at one point. I I can't remember if he was like sparring with himself or he was cleaning something. But he was whistling the Mario theme, and I was like, oh, dear God. Like, why Why the universe is combining? <laughs> I didn't catch that. Yeah, yeah, he was he was whistling the Mario theme. Might have happened the, the episode prior, because I'll be honest, my notes between 7 and 8 kind of combined. So I'm not really sure who was happening with what. But I do remember he was whistling the Mario theme in one of them. So it's confirmed Zelda is actually the kingdom of Hyrule is in one of the pipes that Mario takes when he ports through the different worlds. Hyrule is one of them confirmed. I think I think your your notes did get mixed up because as I'm reading through my episode eight notes, I have the scene where where Link's sleepwalking and ties a rope around his arrow mm-hmm. that he fires. Yep, I I have that in episode eight. Yeah, I think I mi- I think I mixed them because uh, and my eight notes says that 
it's about the mirror, which is how the doppelganger was spawned, right? Um, yeah, so I had my I had my notes mixed, but it doesn't matter because honestly, in this show, episodes don't exist. It's all just one beautiful mess <laughs> that you get to watch. You can take any scene out of context, and it's you're basically getting as much as you're going to get out of that scene. <laughs> uh, moving on to episode eight. So, so. Uh, basically, this episode, the plot of this one is that the Triforce of Wisdom gets blown up, and two pieces get taken to the underworld, the Ganon's underground lair, and Link and Zelda have the other piece. Like, they're, they're all connected, so when they touch one side of it, they feel hot, because one of them's in, like, a lava area, and the other piece of the Triforce that they have is wet, because it's connected. And so they, they find, they have to find, like, a hot place and a wet place inside of Ganon's lair, and so they go. And Ganon actually pulls off, this is like one of the only noteworthy things in this whole episode, is that Ganon sends one of his, a different type of his minions to each part of his lair. Oh, well, I guess we should back up. We haven't mentioned yet one of the most important parts of this show, the evil jar. Oh, the, the, e yes, the evil jar. I had that in my notes for this, but because I mixed it up, I meant to say, um, about the evil jar that it's one of the most overpowered abilities because he has infinite minions. So let's talk about the evil jar because it's, it's been in all the episodes. It's basically in every single episode. Um, so we've seen it before, but we just haven't mentioned it on the, on the podcast. Um, there's this giant jar that just has like this pink mist in it and Ganon can uh summon minions from this evil jar and he can use it to like generate minions but whenever Link zaps one of Ganon's minions they they like respawn in the evil jar and so throughout this entire series whenever Link zaps a minion like they'll they'll reappear in the jar and then Ganon's like you got zapped again, like you, you still, you're unscrewed up, you know. And he's all, he, he's all mad at them, um, uh, and so, um, Ganon has this plan, which I think is actually like unironically, kind of a cool plan. He sends a different type of minion to each type of his lair, and then whenever one of them respawns inside the evil jar, that's how he knows where Link and Zelda are. And I was like, that's kind of clever, because like, he sends snakes to one area, and then he's like, bats to another, or something like that, and then the like, snakes appear in the jar, and then Gan's like, ah, they're in this this area, you know? And so Link and Zelda get the two pieces of the Triforce reunited, Ganon comes and fights, and the heroes win, and Link, they, they fight in like this lava area, and Link uses his shield to surf across fire, which was so cheesy. He like and not not lava or anything tangible, like actually just fire. He like he, he just surfs across the fire as they escape this room, and that's kind of how the episode ends. Oh gosh, fire surfing. Uh uh I don't understand why you I don't understand why you don't love this show. This show's amazing. I I wanted to end the show at that point, but I had a duty to finish the rest. I wanted to end it. But it was my civil duty to keep going. I just couldn't couldn't handle it. So now into our next episode, um, we have a little grimy Trixie Trixie Trickster traveling merchant, and oh no, help bandits! You know, good old trope with the bandits. Uh, Link rises up to save him, 
Um, and I love how, like, a classic trope for bandits is, like, they're severely uneducated. Like, you can only qualify to be a bandit if you don't understand English at a fifth grade level. Or, no, no, at a second grade level. Like, they're just... Like, they're, like, severely uneducated guys. And so he saves the bandit, or the, the merchant from the bandits. Um, oh, one of the one of the parts of the fight, someone throws, like, a spear or something at Link, and he, like, cuts it in half midair. And I was like, well, geez, Link's kind of strong. It's like, all right, buddy. Um, so he does actually use a sword, besides zapping. So maybe zapping is reserved only for Ganon. Well... I guess he he used it against an inanimate object. Yeah, yeah, inanimate object. So he uh, saves the the merchant, and the merchant's like, "Hmm, let me try and scam this hero." He gets him to trade his sword for this beautiful fake um, that breaks later, and then oh, it turns out the merchant and the bandits were in cahoots. It was a scam. Our our hero lad got scammed. So I just want to point out. And I have I have like a fat paragraph for this because I was I, I just want to iterate that this series has only gone on for nine episodes. Each episode is like fifteen minutes, and they're all readily, all readily, all readily, bleh, already recycling plot points beat for beat. This is exactly what happened in episode four. Where someone is in danger, or they pretend to be in danger, Link saves them, it turns out they're working for Ganon, in episode 4, they turn Link into a frog, in this episode, the merchant scams Link out of his sword and gives him a fake sword. It's it's exactly, the first 5 minutes of episode 4 and the first 5 minutes of episode 9 are literally the same. But we were blessed with the presence of the bandits. You know, that is that is a plus. That is a plus. Oh, and, and of course, the merchant selling point for the new sword was um, that it makes you... He said, it'll make you good with the ladies. Like, that. he literally said that. It'll make you good with the ladies. And I was like, well, what other reason do you need? That's all Link needs to hear. <laughs> That's all Link needs. Our honest-hearted protagonist saw that, and, and of course he couldn't resist it. Because he needed to be good with the lady. So the merchant takes the sword, Link's real sword, to Ganon. And he tries to scam Ganon now. He's like, I'll sell you this sword. And then Ganon actually considers it for a moment. Ganon's like, hmm, how much? And the merchant's like, 1,000 rupees. 2,000, I think he said 2,000. You're wrong, Logan. (gasps) I did my research. (laughs) I'll fight you. Well, maybe you did. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care enough to know the number. You take it. I will. I will die on this hill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's tempting. Now that's tempting. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then, then Ganon's like, "Wait, that's a lot of money. And why am I bartering with you?" Yeah, I'll just take it. And he, so he just throws him in the dungeon. Link and Zelda get captured because Link can't fight with his broken sword. And so he throws them in the dungeon too. And then, like all good villains, Ganon just leaves them for dead and, and doesn't stay to make sure. It's in the villain that their job is done. Yeah, it's in the villain guide. So did you make note of everything else that happens in this episode? No, I mean, I, I do remember what happens for the most part, but I no, this episode didn't grab. None of the episodes have grabbed my interest, Connor. <laughs> So I I just want to take some time, and I know we're running a little long here, but I just want to 
I just want to take maybe 20 minutes. Oh, no. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But just a little bit to, to elaborate on what happens. So Link and Zelda and the evil merchant escape. Ganon, when he left, was said, I'm on my way to try uh, to the, the castle to steal the Triforce of Wisdom. Link and Zelda and the merchant go all the way to the Triforce castle or the Hyrule castle. They make it there before Ganon does. They talk to the Triforce of Wisdom about how to fight Ganon. The Triforce tells them to use natural weapons after hearing that. Like, when you when you think of a natural weapon. A stick? Like, I don't know. Maybe, like, a, something something made out of wood. No. They use bugs. That's right, man. They, they were like, you know what we need to use? We need to use bugs. Bees. We need bees. And it cuts to a montage of everyone gathering beehives and setting up a catapult to launch bushes. And it's like implied that this setup takes quite a bit of time because it's it's a montage where like they, they do these like flash cuts to everyone doing their part. And then like at the end, they're like, oh, man, we finally got our trap set up. And then and then Ganon shows up. Ganon who left, he got a massive head start on our heroes, shows up <laughs> now, after they went all the way back to the castle, talked to the Triforce, left the castle to get beehives, came back to the <laughs> castle, built a catapult. I know. I'm like, what? Mind blown. Because movie magic. And and they win. So the episode 10, um, we're, we're back at it again with our, our our hero's adventure of cleaning. And I love how Zelda tells him, she's all like, yeah, Ganon hasn't attacked in weeks, so you got to earn your keep. And I was thinking, okay, he's a sleazeball, but he's literally saved the kingdom who knows how many times. He's earned his quote-unquote keep time and time again, but she's making him clean because she doesn't want to be lazy. All right, fine, whatever. And then we get the little inventor, and this is what we were talking about earlier. He has this like tin man that he animates with magic but it's like science, like the pseudo magic science thing, which I thought really was cool with the whole world building. But they really don't explore it at all. They just kind of like, oh, he does this and ha and that's it. Like, it comes back later, but there's no more like world building aspect to that. This episode was kind of a disappointment to me because I actually really liked the first couple minutes. Yeah, like the adventure guy. It actually seemed like they were going to set up for something more interesting or at least just funny. But then like they kind of abandon that which was which is sad basically the only thing i have to say about this episode was that link sees this guy create a uh, a robot and he's like hey can you make a robot moblin that will attack the castle and then i'll fight it and then that will make zelda think i'm a hero and i won't have to do any chores and it's funny because you know the, the old saying is sometimes it takes more energy to be lazy and it's like to all the effort they went through to make that happen it was way more expended than just than him if he was just cleaning. Like if he just actually did it, you would have expended way less energy. But you know, whatever. So we're we're running long, so we'll just breeze through the last couple. So do you have anything else to say, or do you want to move on to the next? No, no, no. Now the next episode. This was my least like the water park episode is my least favorite. I it was so dull and boring to me. I I don't know how I got through it. There was just nothing about it that I liked. It was just blah. Bleh. Yeah, this this episode was pretty bad. It was so bad. Uh, it wasn't even it wasn't even that funny. So, but the king, he's he's like, you know what? Let's make a water park, and they make a water park 
and all these water monsters start appearing. It's not Ganon. It's not Ganon. This is actually the only episode where Ganon doesn't show up in the whole series. They, like, follow the drain inside the park to figure out where the water, or, like, the, where they, they follow the water source. And Zelda creates these magical helmets. They're basically, like, underwater, like, you know, in Spongebob. <laughs> the bowls. I guess it's, like, the opposite of, of, of when Spongebob and Patrick are in Sandy's house. They have, like, the bowls of water. It's, like, the opposite of that. Where they're just like these big bowls on Zelda and Link's heads that are filled with air. And for like one of the first times in the whole show, Zelda agrees to that. Like, okay, Link, you'll get your kiss. And then Link tries, but there's the the helmets. And then Link's like, oh man, I forgot we have these helmets. And Zelda's like, I didn't. So cold. So cold. I was like, dang. Like, what a, what a bait. I remember thinking to, <laughs> I remember thinking to myself that, especially because this is, in my opinion, the worst episode. That if I have to hear Zelda scream again, I might blow my brains out. Her scream, just, uh, just every episode again and again, that track, that audio track of her screaming is haunting my thoughts. Oh my goodness. You hated this vehemently. I'm surprised. I, I really, yeah, I really didn't, I really didn't like this show a whole lot. I mean, there were some parts like The Wall Witch, I, I, I have no idea why you liked that. If anything, this show this sh- this show gave me the wall witch and if that's all i can take then i will take it and it was well worth the journey so the next episode yeah this the finale question mark the way that they built this episode it was a finale but it's not the final episode <laughs> this this episode is it's my favorite episode um just because it has like a bunch of you know, as much as one can possibly have in this show. It has the most gravitas of any episode. Yeah. Which isn't saying a whole lot, but basically Ganon invades, and it's actually kind of a neat scene. It's a straight-up siege. Like, it's an actual siege. Yeah, Ganon, like, this is probably one of the best fights in the whole show. So, Link's, like, taken out pretty early in, in this fight, and Ganon and Zelda are, like, blasting at each other with magic and i don't think ganon brought his did he bring his triforce with him no he brought he brought the the new scepter but he probably made that from the triforce's power that's right he had this powerful scepter that he was using and so he he shoots link and somehow he makes link's body come into the evil jar but his soul is like still there and so link can't fight he can't do anything but he's there and so Zelda actually just like stands off and beats Ganon by herself. But she could still see Link. Oh my gosh, the stupidest reason. Because <laughs> they're trying to get Link's body back and they sneak in and they overhear Ganon and he's all like, how can she see Link but his body is Unless that can't be. And then one of the skeletons is like, what is it, my lord? Ganon's <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> unless she loves him. Ew, gross. And it's like, that's what it's all about. It's a love story. It's a romance. She can still see Link because she loves him. Then Link, so so Zelda goes basically to Ganon's lair quasi by herself because Link's there, but he can't have a physical impact. And she's she's putting up a good fight. I mean, she's a pretty baller princess. She She's beating everyone up by herself. And Okay, so no one else can see Link except Zelda, and they overhear, like, they're, like, on a balcony. They, like, make it to to Ganon's room, 
they they can hear Link, but they can't see him. Everybody can hear Link, and he uses his voice to like scare some monsters and and like distract them while Zelda takes him out. And so they report back to Ganon, and that's when Ganon's like, ah, you know, this is why love. I felt good for the guy. I felt you know I was happy for him. I really was. This this relationship is so bad mm-hmm. the, between Zelda and Link. It's you know what actually it reminded me of. It kind of reminds me uh, of the relationship between Michael and Jan from The Office, where Link is Michael <laughs> and Zelda's yeah. Jan. I guess because Link Link is extremely immature. He's mm-hmm. ex- he's extremely immature, just like Michael. Excuse me, and Zelda is far more mature, just like Jan. Jan and uh, Michael both work for the same company, just like Zelda and Link are both subservient to the same king. And it, like Zelda is higher in, as far as authority. In she, rank. In rank, yeah. just like she's Jan. Capa- she's more capable than, than Link is. Just like Jan is in a higher position of authority than Michael. And even though it doesn't make any sense at all, Zelda falls for Link, e- just like Jan falls for Michael, even though it doesn't make any sense. It's basically. I think this show inspired The Office, essentially. Oh, that it could it could have the roots deep, deep in the Link and Zelda mythos. So, um, when when Link goes to get his body back, there was this really, really uncomfortable exchange. Like he's like, mm, "Nice hat," and then he like you know gets in his body, and he's like, "Ah, whatever." Well, you can't just say that. You got to elaborate. Oh, oh, so he's in the evil jar. So Link's in Link's body's in the evil jar, and Zelda's distracting everyone on the outside. But his spirit goes into the evil jar to get his body back. And there's one skeleton guard, and you see the guard, and he's like, "Nice hat." He goes for it, and then Link gets into his body. And this, I didn't, I couldn't even explain it. The ex- exchange between these two, the animation was one of the worst and most awkward things I've ever seen. I was, I was paralyzed. I was like, "What did I just see?" It was so, Dude, so weird. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so uncomfortable. <laughs> it's so funny. The skeleton, like Link, scares him because I don't. I don't know why, but for whatever reason, this skeleton likes Link's hat, and um, Link's like you know gets into his body as the skeleton is going to take his hat off, and then Link's body, well, now with Link's soul also inhabiting it, opens its eyes, and the skeleton's like. Ah, it's just like it's the voice acting and everything it's is so, so good. weird. It's so funny. Oh man, I couldn't rewatch it. It was it, I was so uncomfortable watching it. I couldn't do it. I wanted to so I could understand what happened, but I don't think I'm I am capable of such things. This show never made me as uncomfortable as The Office. Oh, but The Office is beautiful. There's some episodes of The Office where I was like way more uncomfortable <laughs> than this show. That's another episode though. So. So Link, you know, he busts out of the evil jar, the evil jar explodes, and the mist is now liquid, it washes away Ganon, the evil bad guys, they get out, Ganon's defeated again, oh, everything's great, he goes up to finally get that kiss from Zelda, which now, it has been confirmed, Zelda loves Link, and he, like, falls down a little bit, and he's like, oh man, this always happens, (laughs) and then they're like, ah ha ha, slow pan out, ha ha ha. Little mystical, like, magic essence flows. The screen goes black, and you're like, oh, that's the finale. Oh, the you know, uh, the, Link tried to get his kiss. He couldn't get his kiss. Oh, silly Link. End of the show, right? One would think, because they, they, 
you know, cap off that end of, uh, you know, like, the evil jar's destroyed. Yeah, it's gone. The evil jar has been in the show the whole time. That's been, like, the crux of Ganon's power, even more so than the Triforce's power. Ganon relies on the evil jar a lot. So, like, the fact that it's destroyed is, like, a huge moment. The fact that Zelda is, like, confirmed to love Link is supposed to be a huge moment within the show. Oh, it is the moment of the show, Connor. The moment. So, like, this episode really feels like the, the end result of, of like, a culmination that's, you know, and like, as I'm saying this, I'm like, not really. Like, this this show's not really, like, that in-depth or anything, but it's, it's supposed to be, like, this big finale episode. And then there's one episode after it. For some reason, there's a single... I don't know why they didn't just reorder the episodes, but episode 13... It's actually another great episode. I liked episode thirteen. You didn't get to see that one, right, Logan? No, I didn't because I was I was fooled by the episode finale. <laughs> I thought that was it, so I didn't search for it. I didn't see it, and I think I don't need to. So I'll I'll just briefly describe episode thirteen. Ganon has this wand that shoots bubbles, basically, or like it can trap people with inside of a bubble that's impenetrable, and the only way. To break the bubble is to touch it with the Triforce of Power. And so Ganon can, like, you know, he's like, I'm going to imprison Link and Zelda with this, and then they won't be able to do anything, and I'll just get the Triforce of Wisdom, and it'll be, it's, I have my most powerful weapon. And then the evil jar's just back. The evil jar <laughs> is, is in his lair as if nothing had happened. Ganon inadvertently traps himself inside of this bubble, and so all of his minions are like, hey, Ganon can't do anything. So we don't really have to work for him anymore. And revolt. So, so they all revolt against Ganon. And instead of, you know, going free and doing things the way uh, you would imagine they would, they just continue to carry out Ganon's will, <laughs> but like without Ganon there. So they try and take the Triforce of Wisdom themselves and they mount this siege. And it's actually the biggest army you ever see in the whole show. There's like a massive army. All the minions are there that are outside Hyrule Castle. It looks like it's going to be this big thing. And then they all like fail. All the catapult users mess up and destroy their own catapults. And basically there's like they go to charge the castle and all the minions get in each other's way. And they all knock themselves out. Like hundreds and hundreds of minions all knock themselves out. And Link and Zelda are both like watching. They're like, what the heck? is happening and so they go they go up to one of the minions and they're like yo yo what's what's good bro <laughs> what are you guys up to what's happening here and then he's like well ganon he's gone like he trapped himself and so we we revolted and we're doing this without him but we're no good at this i guess and so link and zelda leave to like they're like oh ganon's gone let's just go get the triforce of power so they go and as they're leaving, they walk off screen and the camera's just still on this moblin. And then Link comes back on screen and he's like, oh, I forgot. And then he zaps the goblin. Oh, poor guy. <laughs> and so they go, they just waltz into his lair and get the Triforce of Power. And you're like, okay, at first I was like, ah, this is the episode where they get the Triforce of Power. That's why this is the finale. Because Ganon's defeated. They His minions pushed him down a never-ending pit. And so he's like in his bubble. And he he's like falling for eternity and then eventually Ganon gets the idea he's like you know what i'm just going to blow an actual bubble like a bubble made of air inside of this bubble 
And then that starts causing him to float. Like the whole bubble, the bigger magic bubble contraption starts to float because Ganon blew a literal bubble. Because he created bubbleception <laughs> inside of it. And so Ganon starts floating back up. And as Link and Zelda are like walking outside of Ganon's lair, Link's holding the Triforce of Power, and Ganon makes it all the way back to the top, and he's taunting Ganon, accidentally touches the Triforce of Power to Ganon's magic bubble prison, and lets Ganon out. Link and Zelda get chased out of Ganon's lair. They fail again, because it's all Link's fault. And then Ganon's like, alright, minions, I'm going to punish you. And so this is probably the most fitting end to such a bizarre show. The very last scene in the entire show is Ganon punishing his minions, and he's like, you're going to clean my entire lair with your tongues. (laughs) It's just an image of all of his minions, like, licking the floor, and then then the show's over. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, that's that's probably probably a better way to end this kind of a show than the previous episode. So that's it. That's the show. Um, If you want to watch it, you know, feel free. We recapped pretty much everything there is there, so you don't have to suffer through that, but I hope you enjoyed it. So you told us your least favorite episode. What was your favorite episode, Logan? The one with the Wall Witch. That's pretty much... I mean, the the, the pseudo-fake finale was nice because you got to realize this was a love story the whole time. But I like the Wall Witch. The frog episode. Yeah, that's episode four. So my favorite episode is episode 12 just because of that, that finale gravitas that it has. And I thought it was actually pretty funny. To anyone who's listening, if you're interested in watching this show, you can find it on YouTube. All you have to do is YouTube Legend of Zelda cartoon. There's a playlist right there. Some guys uploaded them to YouTube. It's really short. They're like 16 minutes each. If you only, you know, you have limited time or you're not interested in in suffering through the whole thing, the episodes I recommend are episodes 1, 4, 7, and 12 are probably my favorite. Those are good. Those are solid choices. Well, solid in, in that they're they're the worst. <laughs> they're the they're they're all bad. Just know what you're getting into. You're not getting into any there's no measure of quality in this show. Except for the music is actually kind of true and decent. Yeah, yeah. It's decent because of the nostalgia behind it. But yeah, so that's that's our episode today. It's our very first episode. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. Well, we're going to do an actual video game in the next one, so don't worry about that. Okay, well, we hope you enjoyed this show we had today. We had a lot of fun recording it. I had a lot of fun preparing for the recording. of. Not me! <laughs> it was miserable. Well, well, one of these days, Logan, I'm, I'm sure you'll find some enjoyment. There's, there's probably going to be some things you'll make me sit through that I'll hate. Oh, definitely. I look forward to that. I do. Well... It's uh, it's sort of surreal to finally have a, a real episode recorded. Without further ado, we wish you a good day. Bye-bye. Do the Mario swing your arms from side to side. Come on, it's time to go. Do the Mario. Take one step and then again. Let's do the Mario all together now. 